gamers, to the King of Iron Fist Gaming Tournament 1992. The show that asks the eternal question, can you feel the beat? And in this case, that beat comes at you with the strength of a fiery grandpa. Yes, that's right, it is a tournament where once and for all we settle the question that has been on everyone's mind for 30 years. Which game from 1992 reigns supreme? My name is Ozzy Garcia, formerly of the Region Free Gamers Podcast, and I am joined today by two esteemed co-panelists. It is none other than Toby, Von Doom, and Goobs from the Secret Levels Podcast. How are you, fellas? We are wonderful. I'm going to speak for both of us because uh, he's basically my podcast lover, so I know what he's thinking. <laughs> I'll just be the teller so of this, and this won't talk. <laughs> I like to think that Goops is, you know, the, that Toby is the v- ventriloquist and Goops is just, you know, the one that uh, uh, Toby places his hand somewhere. And uh, oh, The best way to think about us is, like, I'm Krang's body and he's the brain in the middle of my belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It makes perfect. for a good tag team. It makes for a very, very good tag team. And, and in this case, it's like a two for one. I'm getting both the secret levels in one episode. We will So this is awesome. We will try to behave a little bit. Fuck yeah, we will. Well, I, I I was told that uh Dick Jokes would ensue. I am hoping that neither of you will come up short um in, in that yeah, respect. at least three inches. Um <laughs> Well, I, I hope you'll rise to the occasion. So and uh guys, let's not uh let's not kick around the bush. Uh what type of match do we There's have no today? Bush shape. <laughs> well, <laughs> with that said the two contenders in opposite corners are ready to dick, duke it out. Uh, sorry about that. In this uh, round of 16, uh, on one side, we have a console giant. A game with such style and grace that it is still cooler than 99% of the games released today. It is the giant of beat-em-ups, and that is Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis Mega Drive. And yes, that's a whole word, because I refuse to call it either or. (laughs) I see what you're doing there. You don't want to make one side uh, angry, so you're just going right down the middle. I I come from the region free school. I got to please both sides of the the pond. So um, on the other corner, though, we have the representative from the PC Master Race. From a time when it was not yet master in kind. It is id Software's seminal title, Wolfenstein 3D for the MS-DOS. And which one will come out on top? Well, that's what we're here to find out. And as a reminder, we're going to be judging this game based on four different criteria. So the first consideration is, what is her personal attachment to the game? Which basically is, which of the two games is more meaningful to us? The second is the critical and commercial reception that this game's received. Third criteria is the game's legacy, meaning how impactful was the game, or how influential was it to the medium? Lastly, we're going to ask, what game we would rather play if we were to do so today? And after considering those four criteria, we're going to put our brains together and make the tough choice of picking a winner, which may or may not correlate with how many points each game has won up to that point. And to be clear, this is not going to be an in-depth exploration of either game, but rather just a fun conversation about why one game should prevail over the other. If you want a more in-depth uh, conversation, I'm sure that Chris and Shane over at the Retro Hangover podcast, which is what you're listening to, have done both of these games at one point. Uh, so with that said... Let's do a quick rundown of both games so that we can see the tail of the tape. So over on the Sega Genesis side, uh, we have Streets of Rage 2. And that was released on December 20th, 1992. So basically, it barely squeaked by into this tournament. But we're glad that it's here because it's definitely a heavyweight. 
Of course, it was developed by Sega and also Ancient, which is uh, Yusu Koshiro's uh, development team. It was a sequel to the first game, which was released in 1991, and that's of course Streets of Rage. Uh, big surprise there. <laughs> and uh, it's basically a beat-em-up. It was a very popular genre at the time, but this was Sega's own homegrown beat-em-up. So that's Streets of Rage 2. And then Wolfenstein 3D, that was developed by id Software back before they were super huge, back before they released Doom, and just after they had released their successful Commander Keen franchise. So it was released via shareware for DOS by Apogee Software, who was the publisher, on May 5th, 1992. So later purchase episodes were not shipped until weeks later. Um, so it was the typical shareware model. They sent the first episode and then you would be able to purchase the later episodes. So it was a spiritual successor to Castle Wolfenstein on the Apple II. They successfully got the name to use the Wolfenstein name. And it only released as a retail title in 1993, but we're still using it here because it saw a release in 1992. So really, this was the game that set in motion the wave of first-person shooters that would be very prevalent in the 1990s. Um, and basically, the gist is, you play as B.J. Blazkowicz, uh, William Blazkowicz, if you must, that's uh, the formal Christian name, and uh, he must escape Castle Wolfenstein and take down the Nazi regime, which includes Mega Hitler. So that's the two games, that's the tale of the tapes. Are you guys excited about talking about either of these games? Goops. Oh, I'm always up to talk about Streets of Rage 2 for sure. I wasn't much of a PC gamer back in the day, so... What, what age were you guys when this game's released? If, if I can know, were you still in your mama's belly, or were you already duking it out on the playgrounds as to which one was better, Sega or Nintendo? Hey, well, in 1992, I was the ripe age of four. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't get experience with... Well, I didn't get experience with one of these games until much later, so... And then the other one, very, very much, much later. I was dying, so I have experience with both these games. One more so. There you go. You're the, the gray-bearded the gray bearded statesman of this episode. Um, so I'm going to rely heavily on you, Goobs, to give us the historical perspective here. <laughs> um, <laughs> Toby, what's your, what's your personal attachment to either of these games? Let's just go straight into the criteria, because I think it's, it's good to just kind of jump into it and not... You know, not kick around. Um, so what's what's your personal attachment to either of these games? Well, I'm going to start with Wolfenstein, because I wasn't a PC uh, gaming kid when I was younger, but I always remember seeing, like, Wolfenstein when it was released on other consoles and stuff, uh, and it just, it was never anything that, like, stood out to me. But I also wasn't a very, very big into first-person shooters when I was a kid. I was a platform or beat-em-up kid. So... As you would probably have already guessed, Streets of Rage um, is one of the must-play beat-em-ups. And so I have lots of experience, lots of uh, uh, sleepovers with friends, and all we did was play Streets of Rage 2 all night long. Uh, we've covered Streets of Rage 2 on our podcast, and I think I've told the story there. Uh, there's the the part where you're in the carnival... That used to scare the piss out of us, and it, it, it's just one of those things. When I play it as an adult, still, it's it's one of those. It kind of makes my heart race a little bit. Like, oh gosh, why is it so scary? It shouldn't be this scary. It's a beat 'em up. It brings up long repressed memories. <laughs> it's kind of how I feel about some of the movies, some of the horror movies that I unfortunately watched as a kid, like Child's Play, and that therefore scarred me for the rest of my life. Right. Um, ho, I've overcome some of those phobias. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But yeah, like Wolfenstein, I even like uh, seeing some of the gameplay footage when I was a kid, 
you know, for for uh, Super Nintendo, it just didn't look good to me. I don't know. There was just something about it that was just kind of, eh, there's nothing there for me to play. Like, I don't think well, I really that's... got into any kind of shooter games until PlayStation and Nintendo 64 were, were pumping them out, so... Well, that's kind of an inauspicious start for Wolfenstein, yeah, unfortunately. You know, I, just, I don't have much experience, <laughs> like actual personal experience with the, the Wolfenstein games uh, in my earlier days. And no no personal history. Well, regardless of that, we're still going to keep it pro. We're, we're going to be professionals about this course, and look at this whole thing objectively, of course. Uh, but I, I take it then, Toby, that you were a Sega kid um, uh, when you were growing See, up. See, that's what's weird. I I mean, I, I was a spoiled little kid, I'll be honest. I had a Genesis, I had Super Nintendo, I had an NES. Like, I had everything that was coming out, pretty much. Um, but I was more of a Super Nintendo kid. So the handful of Sega games that I had and played religiously, Streets of Rage was... Streets of Rage 2, specifically was always like the top game that I would I'd pull out of the off the shelf and play. So was this a, a rental or or was it that you actually had the game remember having the game oh, back no, in the day? No, I, and, I actually and, uh, I remember going to a secondhand store and getting the game again. Like I said, I was I was 4 when it came out. So I was a couple of years later after that, I remember going to a secondhand store and I remember buying it out of their little glass case and you know i may have rented it and that's why i may or maybe played it at a friend's house or something but i remember being very excited about getting my copy and had you played the first one by that point or was it just that this was in the zeitgeist and you saw it and you were hyped or uh, or had you actually had some experience with a prior game i I always when i think back at it I, i think i played the second one before i played the first one but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. And what called out to you? You know, when you looked at when you looked at Streets of Rage, what was it that you said, "Wow, this looks really cool"? Because let's just admit it. I mean, the beat 'em ups were a dime a dozen back yeah. then. I mean, the most prominent being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which Turtles in Times is also part of this tournament. So beat 'em ups were a dime a dozen. So, so what was it that stood out to you back in the day? You know, honestly, I think that there that skate. There was a kid character. You could be this cool kid on on rollerblades. The music was cool. Uh, it, it was colorful. Had scary parts. Like I said, I don't know. I just I think that there was something because that's that's a character I still play as this day as is skate. Like I love playing a skate, and I think just his move set and everything. It was it was different getting to actually play as a kid. Like hey, he's like me. We're both kids. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he was kind of, I mean, you had four different characters to choose from. You had Axel, which was coming back from the first game, and he's kind of like your all-rounder, you know, kind of blonde, white dude. Then there's Blaze, who's the lady that also comes back from the first game. But then they, they basically said that the third character from the first game was kidnapped, and that's kind of what sets in motion the event in the second game. So just to give you an idea, um, in the first game, there are three cops, basically, Axel, Blaze, and, and Adam. And they're trying to clean the streets up, which is something very, very original for the time. Um, <laughs> and basically, they're trying to rid the streets of Mr. X and his syndicate. And so, by the end of Streets of Rage One, spoilers ahead. Please skip ahead if you want to if you want to <laughs> be spoiled. The plot of a beat 'em up that came out thirty one years ago. Right. Um, they they beat down Mr. X. And so, in the sequel, as it turns out, uh, Mr. X comes back and he kidnaps Adam. And so Adam's younger brother, that is Skate, 
um, is the one that tips the crew off to the fact that his brother has just been kidnapped. So he joins the team, and they also have someone else join who is uh, Max Thunder, who is a wrestler that is Axel's friend. So the four different characters play in different ways. So Skate, uh, if if you can tell us a little bit more about that, Toby, he's basically the super quick character that is actually literally on skates. I mean, that's that's actually why he's called Skate. Um, and he has very quick combos. He moves around very quick, whereas Max is kind of like your heavy of the group that right. he takes. He's he's kind of burling, hurling, um, and can take a lot of damage and can pound a lot of damage. Uh, but he's just v- much less quicker than the rest of the crew. Um, so, with that said, uh, Goobs, what's your experience with either of these games? What uh, what do you recall from either of these games? Since you had, you know, you were ninety years old at the time, so maybe you recall, you know, what was the talk around the time? Oh, the talk around the schoolyard was Streets of Rage Two is coming out. So that game was absolutely massive when it came out, and my friend down the street had it. I was a Super Nintendo household at that time, and uh, he had Genesis. So we go over to his place. I ended up owning this game eventually because I got the Sega a year or two after. But I always go, always go to his house and we just pound the shit out of this game. And I play as Max, of course. Got a German suplex, bitches. And uh, his <laughs> wrestling is the I best. I take it you were a big wrestling kid. You were a big wrestling kid. Oh, yeah. Oops. 100% still am. <laughs> well, there, there, there you go. I mean, there's only one right choice uh, in the in that case. But what about Wolfenstein 3D? When, when were you first exposed to Wolfenstein? See, I... I I, uh, I myself, like Toby, wasn't really much of a PC gamer. So I played this, like, I think my f- friend had it hacked onto the fucking computer in the classroom we had. Or, like, he found, like, a floppy disk and played it on there. I remember playing it at school for some reason. And then I also played it on uh, Super Nintendo, which is not good memories. <laughs> <laughs> but you played on Super Nintendo when it came out, or was it much later after the fact that you came upon a copy? And it was much later after the fact. Like, I didn't really play this game too much, like, in my childhood. Yeah, but do you know anybody in your circles that, you know, that did play this game and had some sort of connection or attachment with this game? Oh, there was always a couple kids around that did enjoy this game, and you heard them like, oh, you gotta come play this. Like, oh, you gotta go kill Mecha Hitler. And it's like... Or Mega Hitler or whatever he is. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. And they explained it to me. I'm like, yeah, I'll try that out. And eventually did. Yeah, and eventually, uh, I, I guess you weren't very overwhelmed <laughs> um, from the sounds of it. <laughs> but, but guys, we're here to give a fair shake to Wolfenstein. So so rest assured, we're going to give a fair shake to Wolfenstein. I, I really don't want to set the wrong tone here. I, I guess I'll, I'll go into my own experience. Um, let's just carry on with Wolfenstein since that's what we were talking about and, and that's a good segue uh, I like many of you I as you may know I, I grew up in Cuba uh, we didn't have computers uh, we didn't have anything resembling something that could play Wolfenstein 3D um, so I did not come about uh, Wolfenstein 3D at any time around the time that it was released I of course would have been uh, three years old at the time that it was released so even if there would have been a possibility of doing so I don't think I would have been uh, playing Wolfenstein, 3. <laughs> but I, I, I did, I did get exposed to it, and the first time that I ever played it, uh, was in the Xbox Live Arcade, uh, version. That was when I first saw it. You know, not not when I first saw it, but when I actually was able to get my hands on it. Um, and needless to say, by that time, which was I think around 2007 or so, it was just not, you know, something that was impressive. Everything else had just you know, progressed and evolved to such a point, and the first-person shooter genre had got into such a point that Wolfenstein 3D felt 
extremely archaic, but from an artifact perspective and from an archaeological perspective per se, I thought it very interesting and it was just good to feel like, okay, I've, I've actually played this. But in fact, I, I actually had had more, ex- more exposure to other games like Return to Castle Wolfenstein, which came out uh, many years later. Uh, but Wolfenstein 3D itself, I, I didn't have that, you know, that experience until much later in life. Whereas with Streets of Rage 2, um, I do have a very distinct memory of seeing the first Streets of Rage in Cuba. Now, in Cuba, you saw a lot more SNES games than Genesis games. There were just a lot more of SNES than Genesis. But the first time that I ever did see a Sega Genesis, I saw Sonic at first. And that was super impressive. I, I thought it was it was awesome. I mean, I loved the colors. I loved how quick it, it was. Uh, and then after that, they put Revenge of Shinobi. Absolutely amazing. I thought the graphics were mind-blowing for... I don't know, at that time I must have been like 7 or 8 years old. And then they had Streets of Rage 1. And I just remember I have a very distinct memory of using that special power where the cop car came in and they shot a bazooka into the screen (laughs) and to the field. And it was just absolutely mind-blowing. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking shit. Um, But then I left that house and I never saw it again. And, you know, one day, for whatever reason, I was able to get a trade-in. I was able to trade my PS1, weirdly enough, for a Dreamcast with a bunch of games on the Dreamcast. Um, and the Dreamcast had that collection. I forget now what the collection was called. I can't I think, think of it, it either. Sega Smash Pack. Uh, yes. The Sega Smash Pack, I think. That's what it was. Volume 1. I had it too. And I started going through the games. Of course, you first try Sonic, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is cool. But then you realize Sonic is not kind of good. Um, and then you go on to the next thing. And lo and behold, one of the games that was there was Streets of Rage 1. And I played Streets of Rage 1, and it was just like, just like, you know, Toby said, you know, with the carnival level, like, all the memories came back flowing to me. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is that game. And I was, like, telling my little brother, like, look, look, you remember that game? That, this is the game. And I played it, and I loved it. And then I played Streets of Rage 2. And I was like, oh man, look, I don't have the cop car anymore, which is kind of something I'm missing, but everything else about this game is just absolutely fantastic. And so me and my brother would just play it constantly, and it would just be like, every time we picked up that game, it was like, you gotta make it at least three-fourths of the way through. And it's just like an instant pickup game that you're like, okay, I'm just gonna play a few levels, and then you're like, oh my god, you know, I've gone through a bunch of these levels. It's just that enticing it's just that appealing so so yeah certainly i have an attachment to streets of rage 2 i tend to think that it's still one of the best games ever um and to me it's one of the best representations of the beat-em-up genre i think that sega really did a great job not only reflecting the sega cool style of gaming which i think was a thing back in the day but they managed to do something that made that series stand out, you know, whether because of the gameplay and the different variations of the characters or because of the music, I felt like they really hit it out of the park. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be objective here, but all to say that for, from my perspective, my strongest attachment is to Streets of Rage 2. So, Toby, since we started with you, I already gave one point to Streets of Rage 2. What do you give your personal attachment to? Ooh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I didn't, I didn't play Wolfenstein until uh, actually not too long ago. So, I mean, the the PC port. So, I've, 
it's got to go to Streets of Rage just because there's memories. There's, there's, I, I can remember the music and, you know, uh, it's just, it's got to be Streets of Rage. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is very anticlimactic, but Goobs, give us your pick. <laughs> He's going to swerve us right here and be like, Wolfenstein was the shit. No, there's no swerve going on here, boys. I'm jumping with you guys into the big ball pit of Streets of Rage 2. All right, it's it's a very big ball pit. Um, there's a, a few a bit of snot here and there, but it's a it's a nice place. I, I like it here. So that's a that's a three zero unanimous uh, blow by Streets of Rage two against Wolfenstein three D. But let's go on to the next one, and this one might be a little bit more evenly matched, and that's the critical and commercial reception. So again, let's get a tail of the tape here. So for commercial reception, let's go into that first. Uh, Streets of Rage 2, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to find a lot of figures with respect to the Genesis release, but everything that I have seen kind of indicates that it actually sold quite well. So it debuted at number two in December 1992, which let's admit, you know, for a game that came out December 20th to debut at number two, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and it was one of the best-selling games at Babbage's through March 1993. It also, I was able to confirm that it debuted in the UK at number one across all platforms. So at the UK, certainly this was super, you know, successful. Uh, and interestingly, the XBLA version sold about 184,555 copies as of 2011, which again, you know, for a game that at that point was 19 years old, that's actually quite impressive. Right. And then we go into Wolfenstein 3D, and it's a little bit difficult as well with Wolfenstein because this was a shareware title. So with shareware titles, of course, you could you know basically share it. It was free. The first episode was free, and then if you like what you saw, then you were able to basically you know buy the rest of the episodes. Uh, from what I've gathered, the game sold at a rate of 4,000 copies per month. Oh wow! Um, which which again, it's 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 impressive. I mean, if if you look at that, you extrapolated over over 12 months. I mean, that's 48,000 copies. I don't know. I mean, for a PC game from a studio that basically had very little backing, I think that that's that's quite impressive. From what I understand, it sold 250,000 copies by 1995. Uh, it was also ported over to multiple systems, including the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, which Goobs mentioned, <laughs> um, much to his uh, th- dismay, and uh, also the Jaguar and the Mac. Uh, in terms of critical reception, I mean, f- for Streets of Rage 2, it was pretty much critically acclaimed, you know, by most publications. Uh, the only outliers I saw were Famitsu, which gave it a 26 out of 40, and Megaplay gave it 164 out of 200. Don't ask me what these numbers mean. <laughs> I, I don't know why they couldn't just use a five-point scale. Um, but there you go. That That's what we have. But really, when you look at it, you know, game rankings had the Genesis release at 88%. Um, I don't know how reputable that is, but I'll take it. 88%. That's very good. Um, everyone else, you know, besides Famitsu and Mega Play, seems to have scored it in the 90th percentile. And in Game Fan, it won Best Game, Best Action Fighting Game, and Best Game Music. And also, by the way, the 3DS port, which released in 2015, has an 89% of Metacritic. So again, a game that you could still consider critically successful, even 20-something odd years after it had already been uh, developed. So... Going over to Wolfenstein, it was also generally well-received, but what I saw and the general consensus was that this was kind of a fun but fairly mindless romp. Um, you know, it won several Game of the Year awards, and it was noted as one of the top games of the year at the 1993 Game Developers Conference. Um, unfortunately, this is not a game that, you know, in terms of the retrospective critical reception, has not been reviewed quite well. 
Uh, some reviewers have criticized the AI, they've criticized the level design, and they've criticized the repetitive nature of the game. Um, so it's not a game that, in a way, has seen you know time being kind to it. Uh, but with that said, Goobs, what do you think about the critical and commercial reception of either of these games? I think that there's a little bit more parity here, but what, what are your thoughts, having heard all that, about where each respective game stands, and who do you give the point to? Well, I think it's pretty much uh, dead on to what I think Good for critical acclaim here, because uh, you got to think of how many people owned a home computer at the time. This is 92, so it wasn't really widely spread as it was with consoles, because consoles, like, you got your kid for Christmas or whatever, and you could have got Streets of Rage 2 with it, which just came out five days before Christmas. So that could have played something into that. And uh, I got to agree that Streets of Rage 2 gets a better critical acclaim for me compared to uh, Wolfenstein. Got it, got it. Uh, but do you give the point then to Streets of Rage 2? Yes, yes, I definitely do. All right. Uh, Toby, uh, what, what do you think? I mean, do these games match up, you know, from, from a critical perspective? You know, they're quite evenly matched based on the contemporaneous reception and from commercial reception, you know, taking into account computers and taking into account the install base of the Genesis, what are your thoughts on either or? Um, what, 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 what do you see here as, as being one that, that, you know, supersedes the other? It's, it's really hard just, uh, you know, trying to look back at this in a time that, you know, I probably could barely, uh, say many words. <laughs> um, uh, just from from how it sounds, though, I mean, I I feel like this is more of me talking about legacy of it, but I feel like, and I don't know, I don't I don't recall 1992. <laughs> I don't recall anything. Maybe a few little memories, but I don't recall anything hardly. So I don't know how like widespread the the home computer was for everyone. I remember not getting a computer until like 96 or so i i really remember that but i didn't know computers were a thing until like a home computer until about that time when my dad brought one home uh so but it just seems like at the time super nintendo and genesis are kicking off with home consoles and that's the hot new toy i just i I don't know. I think I mean I, I'm gonna go with with Streets of Rage just because I think it it might have just done better in general just because it was on a home console rather than a home computer. And and that's fair. So that that means that Streets of Rage two takes this round. And and just to supplement that, I I do think that the install base here really plays the Streets of Rage two strengths. Um, but I will say. As I mentioned before, I, I am handicapping the fact that the install base for a home computer was so much smaller, right. and that despite that, basically Wolfenstein 3D was able to be successful regardless of that particular handicap. And that's what, when you said how many it was selling per month. That's why I was I was kind of shocked. Like you know that what'd you say it was four thousand on average per month. That's that's very impressive yeah. from what my knowledge is of of people having a home pc like i was trying to take that into account but it's just it's hard to it's hard to fully take that into yeah. account you know yeah no and the fact that you know we also have to take into account the you know how many shareware 
uh, versions were downloaded. Right. I don't have a number for that, but I imagine that there were quite a, a, a good amount of shareware downloads. And let's let's go a little bit further. You know, I think that it is important to note that were it not for the sales of Wolfenstein 3D, I don't think, and this is the big bad elephant in the room, I don't think we would have seen Doom. Right. So the fact that this game sold well enough to give us Doom and bestow Doom upon this Earth, I think needs to be taken into account. Um, so I, I definitely think that Wolfenstein 3D's sales have a lot of merit. Um, from a commercial reception, I gotta say, I, I do see that it was commercial, it was critically successful. I do see that there were people that were keen, uh, no pun intended, um, on the game uh, back in the day. But it does feel like the game was perceived as more of an arcadey romp and more of a you know time waster or diversion than a really meaty game and. What I see a lot of people saying from back in the day is, look, the graphics are super impressive. So I think that this game, more than most, uh, was hurt by the fact that its appeal was more than a little bit skin dip. Uh, sorry, I can't talk. Skin deep. <laughs> sorry, I, I no speak English. Good. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that that is one of the reasons why the critical reception fell off the cliff so quickly. So when you look at the critical reception of the SNES and Jaguar conversions, you know, those were, the Jaguar conversion in particular was a good conversion, but you already saw that those games were released just a few years later, and there was already more of a, of a more muted reception to that release, which, again, goes to speak to the fact that there was an initial wow factor to Wolfenstein, but that it did not have the lasting appeal that something like a Streets of Rage 2 necessarily had. I think at the moment that Streets of Rage 2, I think everyone recognized that even in a very crowded field uh, of beat-em-ups, that you saw this a dime a dozen, even though Street Fighter 2 was coming to take its lunch money, we saw that that reviewers and, and the critical audience could already tell that this game was something special. And the fact that it has survived that kind of you know test of time i really do think that it speaks to the testament of how well built that game was and and i do think that yes uh wolfenstein is impressive from a commercial perspective for everything that we have said but at the end of the day look bigger install base for streets of race 2 i see many more copies of streets of race 2 than i see copies of wolfenstein 3d and i still hear you know wolfenstein i still hear streets of race 2 being talked about as one of the greatest games of all times. And of course, that goes a little bit into Legacy, which we're not into yet. But I think with all that said, I, I got to give my my pick to Streets of Rage 2. So sorry for the very long-winded explanation for why I went with Streets of Rage 2, but uh, that is another 3-0 blow uh, from Streets of Rage 2 against Wolfenstein Can I, I would like to add one more thing about, about the Go commercial it, success of it. They actually had a, a bundled... Uh, Genesis with Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, they did. So you yeah. got to think, like, if if uh, if me or Goobs, you know, if we went to a friend's house and they have Streets of Rage 2 and we go shopping and they have the bundle, it's right there, the game system and the game together, That that's helping uh, push Genesis consoles, you know? 
Absolutely. Uh, so I feel like that that also should be factored into because did did Wolfenstein sell more PCs? That's I, I feel like that's a part of the commercial success overall. Is did it help gain new customers? And and in that sense, and again, I mean, it's very hard to talk about this without going into legacy. But in that sense, you look at something like Doom. And I gotta say, man, I mean, Doom sold pieces. I, you know what? I mean, they, I agree with that one hundred percent. I think Doom did help uh, get gamers into a more PC gaming uh, area, but I do think because it, that's Doom, not, <laughs> not Wolfenstein. Exactly, because it made you realize it made you realize there is something in this arena. There's something in this particular medium that I cannot get on my consoles. And yeah, of course, we know that Doom came out on the Super Nintendo, but it was it was a neutered yes. version. So um, it, it wasn't the same thing. It, it was a long time before you were successfully able to reproduce Doom um, in a faithful way on a console. And compared to Doom, I, I don't know, at least I haven't heard Wolfenstein 3D you know, being the reason why people started buying PCs. Now, one of the reasons why that is, and we're going to go into this in Legacy, is because Doom came so quickly after Wolfenstein 3D. So Wolfenstein 3D released in 1992, and then Doom came out in 1993. So the day in the spotlight that Wolfenstein had was a much shorter day because so quickly it was overwhelmed and overtaken by its successor. Right. Would Wolfenstein have been, you know, would it have had more of a tail um, if Doom hadn't released so quickly? I don't know. I tend to lean towards no, because when you look at Wolfenstein, and again, without getting into too much of what I think about this, when you look at Wolfenstein, it looks like a very basic game. It's basically, you know, extremely minimalist. When I think of Doom, I just think of blue walls. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Like, I think of blue and gray and a little weapon on the middle of the screen, and it's just extremely rudimentary in a way whereas when i look at doom i mean you have the rocking soundtrack and you have the, the the reds of hell and you know the cackle monsters and it's just the art design and and everything that comes with the aesthetics of it just blast out at you you know which is not something you necessarily get from wolfenstein which makes you wonder do i really need a pc for this whereas this is something that i feel like if you had a pc if you were let's say an accountant back in the day and you needed a pc for work oh, hey, you know, I'm going to get the shareware version of, of Wolfenstein, and hey, maybe I'll get the, the full version, or maybe I won't, you know. But but it wasn't like, you know, Doom, where you were basically getting a bunch of people saying, I got to play this. Right. You know, it became a word-of-mouth sensation. So I guess that goes into legacy and genre-defining aspects of it. So, um, you know, really, when we see these games, you know, both of them have a legacy. I think both of these games have something that they could stand proud on and say, you know, this is why we are warranted in being here in the King of Games 1992. Uh, but Goob, so let's let's talk with you first. Um, what do you think about the legacy of either of these games? Um, you know, let's go with Wolfenstein first, since we're already talking about that. What do you think about Wolfenstein's legacy? Well, you can look at Wolfenstein as, like, the granddaddy of first-person shooters. You really can. And then especially Doom coming afterwards and all the stuff that spawned off of that. So, the legacy is definitely there on this game, and that's a very strong 
strong part of this game. This is like look at all the grandbabies it's had. <laughs> it just has tons. Like you yeah. wouldn't have Goldeneye, you wouldn't have Doom, you wouldn't have all sorts of shit without this game, which is incredible. And Streets of Rage Two, yeah, it's it's a sequel. It's built on the original, but I don't think it really offers any too much like to the genre. The genre, like you said, was very overpopulated at the time for beat 'em ups. Like everyone had to beat 'em up. Every cartoon had to beat 'em up. And Streets of Rage, which is his own IP, is a beat 'em up at the end of the day. And it kind of just goes with the flow of the whole genre. So uh, if I have to give, I can rate this right now, can't I? Yeah, go for it. I'm giving it to Wolfenstein for Legacy. Oh, there you go. Was that was that the controversial statement you were going to make, <laughs> Goobs? No, the controversial statement is uh, is pretty much you can play this game on Roblox or Minecraft. <laughs> is that like you, you, is that mediocre looking? You, you mean Wolfenstein? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that that that's certainly Minecraft going to... or uh, sorry, Roblox. Uh, kidding, a game, uh, a game my son plays has better graphics than this. <laughs> well, thing. well, I. <laughs> that's definitely going to cause some uh, some consternation in some of the crowd. Um, I, yeah, I, bring I, it on. I, I want to address a few points that you made. Um, it also looks like a Windows screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Let's let's keep it professional. So I want to address something with Wolfenstein 3D. You said that that without Wolfenstein we wouldn't have had other FPS. But is that really because this very same year, and before Wolfenstein, in fact, uh, we already had games like Ultima Underworld, which was first-person in character, uh, even though you didn't have guns. But add a gun, and all of a sudden you have Wolfenstein 3D. And by the way, Ultima Underworld had much better aesthetic design than Wolfenstein could ever hope to have. So I, I really do wonder whether it was just something that was inevitable or whether this was something that you needed to have the stepping block uh, for something like Doom to come into existence. So I, I don't know. And in terms of legacy as well, when you look at something like Streets of Rage 2, do you factor in the fact that this game to this day now has, you know, games that are continuously emulating it and has seen a revival that basically apes Streets of Rage 2? So... With that having been said, and without me going into my, my, my pick for this, Toby, what, what, what do you say with respect to either of these games and the legacy that they bring to the table? Well, okay, with Streets of Rage 2, uh, you've got it on so many compilations. You've got it, it's been repackaged a billion times, and, and Wolfenstein 3D has also been repackaged as well, uh, even... Even on Super Nintendo, you know, it's it's had its uh its ports and whatnot. Streets of Rage two, everyone talks about the music to this day, how great it is, and, and like like y'all were saying, like this is just another, uh, it's just another beat 'em up when you really think about it. But the problem with the legacy of Streets of Rage is that it got it had some issues. The, with the legacy because streets of rage one it was it's 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 good it's a good game streets of rage two is is a solid game everyone can agree streets of rage two is wonderful but then you get to streets of rage three and it i feel like one and three hurt the legacy now in in recent years it took many years but we did get a fourth game, which everyone seems to love. I haven't gotten a chance to play it myself yet. I still want to. 
but they there were multiple attempts to try to um do uh what was there's one game that that came out on uh nintendo 64 i believe that was a uh yeah fighting force. fighting force fighting force was supposed to be a 3d adaptation of streets of rage which basically sega eventually said nope it, it doesn't pass muster um where you, you know so basically crystal dynamics changed the the game out to be something entirely new and i feel like i mean yeah we have these fond memories of streets of rage 2 and how great it is but there's it's like that's where it peaked like in in the time period of all these beat-em-ups like yeah you had turtles and stuff this didn't add anything to the beat-em-up genre yeah it had great music but what did it do afterwards it didn't really do much except it's it's a one-hit wonder that that kept playing the same song you know, like, hey, we got this one really good song. Like, you kind of like the the first song that we released, but you really love this second song, so that's why you're going to keep coming back. Uh, Wolfenstein, though, uh, I didn't realize this, but there's like 12, 13 games in the series. Is that right? I wouldn't go that far. I, um, I think it's still not up to 10. I mean, you have the... You have the four games in the new series. Um, you have the original. You have, if you count Wolf- Castle Wolfenstein, that's another one. Then Return to Castle Wolfenstein. And then you have the Wolfenstein 08, which came out for 360. So yeah, just uh, maybe 10. Uh, maybe 10 entries in the series in terms of original entries. I just, I think that, yes, we, we can obviously like also kind of branch towards like doom like you know wolfenstein wolfenstein had to had to walk before doom could run you know you can you can give it that kind of help to that legacy and that franchise and stuff like this game helped helped birth other franchises uh yeah and yeah. And, and and helped the genre like i mean come on you don't get super noah's ark without a game like this <laughs> And God forbid we wouldn't have gotten that that delicious game, <laughs> um, that heavenly game. Um, yeah, I, I I hear you, Toby. So I guess you know. With with that said, what what would you say takes the pick? Here? I hate to do it, but I think Wolfenstein has a better legacy overall. Uh, just not not that it's 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 it's. I feel like it's just a better legacy than what Streets of Rage Two left us because I don't feel like there was any hits afterwards. They're, the band broke up forever. <laughs> the band was dismem- dismembered, and and they didn't do anything. They they all did drugs and got on VH1 and behind the music special. <laughs> uh, Wolfenstein was still like, hey, we're still playing gigs. We're still rocking and rolling. You know, here, play it. Yeah, you know, even e- even though that gig may be in a pub, exactly. Know, that, but uh, Wolfenstein uh, still, you, you have your local drunks and then all that. You <laughs> Wolfenstein know, but... was still coming to practice every day, and like, look. <laughs> we, we 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 our members went to They're other trying. bands and started better bands but we're still playing i don't know why this became a big music <laughs> we, we 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 toured with guns and roses dude like it was it was the best man <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes so i uh, i think overall yes i think wolfenstein uh gave more to the the video gaming community than streets of rage 2 streets of rage 2 gave everyone memories and whatnot but wolfenstein i think actually helped progress the video gaming industry for its genre. Well, that's that's uh, that's great to hear. At least people know that we're not hacks. Um, we're not plants just here to uh, go <laughs> to bad for. Yes, we are. Too. We are. Don't um, don't lie to them. We are. 
Chris put us here for a reason. <laughs> uh, he knew what he was the, doing. The decks are not stacked. Um, so, so that's 2-0 uh, in favor of Wolfenstein. So that means that Wolfenstein takes his point. But that, you know, that means that I, I have to make my pick. And I think both of you, Shans, have made some very good points. Um, I think that I'm very impressed that you went to bat for Wolfenstein 3D. I, I do agree that Wolfenstein has a very strong legacy. I think that, like you said, uh, Toby, it was the foundation upon which the House of Dune would be built. And to this day, I, I don't think we would have seen you know, its software being as successful as they have been without Wolfenstein 3D. The fact that they went from Commander Keen, which was a 2D uh, action run and gun, um, to Wolfenstein 3D meant that there was a seismic shift in what the focus of its software would be. And that's how we eventually got Doom. And that's how we eventually got all the first-person shooters that we see nowadays and, and, and blowing up. But at the end of the day, the reality is... We're not talking about Doom here. Right. We're talking about Wolfenstein 3D. And this is where I think the legacy stumbles. Because, like I said, its moment in the sun lasted very a very short time. And we can look at it as the granddaddy of FPS, but boy, this granddaddy looks old. Yes. <laughs> um, this granddaddy is decrepit at this point. Um, I mean, you could basically say that it's dead. And to be honest... This is a game that, like I said, its legacy quickly cratered and its reception quickly cratered because the game was so damn repetitive and so rudimentary in nature. In its legacy, I am taking into account the retrospective view of this game. And if you look at the retrospective view of what Wolfenstein is, it's basically a footnote. I hate to say it. It's like, oh, yeah, Wolfenstein did it first, but Doom did it better. That's really where it comes into Everyone thinks of Doom, and I think this is a point that Chris made on, on his RHP episode on, on Wolfenstein. Everyone thinks of Doom. No one necessarily goes to Wolfenstein first, except for us nerds that were like, actually, um, <laughs> Wolfenstein, you know, but, you know, the general public doesn't think of Doom. And look, Wolfenstein was just as violent as, as Doom was. But we didn't see all the congressional hearings. We didn't see all the hurrah and the hoopla about, you know, this game is going to destroy our children, you know, that we saw with Doom. We did see some some legacy that we still see to this day. So, for example, Germany basically banned the game. And, and they set up, you know, a, a law that banned Nazi imagery in games, you know. And, and you can trace it to Wolfenstein 3D as that being the cause for it. Um, it also, I would say started the drive towards, you know, Nazis being very good cannon fodder uh, for first-person shooters. So, if you ever need a, an enemy, you ever need some cannon fodder for your FPS, Nazis are your go-to, <laughs> you know. And, and if you don't want Nazis, then aliens. But Nazis are the first one. Um, <laughs> but you could also argue that Medal of Honor did it better. And you could also argue that Medal of Honor really sparked that. Because, let's be honest, you know, you had Wolfenstein 3D, and then it went to Doom... And then we didn't see Wolfenstein revisited until 2001. Wolfenstein basically disappeared. Yeah. You know, so basically it had one hit song. If we're going to go back to the band analogy, it had one very hit song. And then, you know, the band that came after, you know, the, the, the guitarist broke off, formed its own band, and then did that song even better. And not only did the song even better, but created an all, a whole concept album, you know, that was like blowing everyone's mind. And that 
that guitarist is still fucking getting chicks, man. <laughs> that, that guitarist is still doing tons of coke. You know, whereas Wolfenstein is kind of like, yep, yep, I was there first. I, I was there first. That that guy. And then it goes back to teach at science class uh, in middle school. Um, so, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I know we're going far down, you know, this road. But, no, I, I really do think that Wolfenstein has a very strong legacy. But at the end of the day, I do think that it's a legacy that very quickly faded. Uh, Wolfenstein, to me, is a footnote. Whereas when I look at Streets of Rage 2, um, yeah, I, I do think that, um, you know, its peak was Streets of Rage 2. But on, unlike you, Toby, I, I do think the first one was a great game. Oh, um, I love the first I one. Think this- I just, it doesn't hold a candle to the second one. I feel like everything was improved in the second one. I think the first one, it was like, all right, you got me bobbing my head. Back to the band analogy. Yeah, I'm, I'm tapping my foot. The second one, I started a mosh pit. And then the third one, I was like, you know, I might cut out of the set early and uh, go ahead and beat the traffic. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the third one, it kind of went the art house route, and, <laughs> and then it, it it fell in with the wrong crew, and then it was like it started reading a lot of too much coke. Yeah, it, it, it started reading a lot of French poets, and then it was like, you know, it released an album it, it that was Yoko. like. Uh, <laughs> met Joko, <laughs> and then you know, and then and, and then it got shot in person. New York, and, uh, <laughs> and 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 that's it. And and we tend to think of the good times. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I I I love this. I love this whole band analogy because I'm I'm as much of a of a music nerd as as I am a game nerd. But I do think the Streets of Rage has a very strong legacy, and I think that legacy is that it is very hard to see a beat 'em up be included in any conversation about the best games of all time right. because the genre just doesn't lend itself to that the genre is very repetitive in nature it's not extremely complex but with streets of rage 2 you know it's one of those situations where the whole is greater than some of its parts when you really take a look at it it is a sequel um it doesn't do anything that is fundamentally very different from the first game but it offers such a package um, you know, as a whole, between the graphics, the music, the variation in gameplay, the co-op, um, just the style, that it leaves a very strong, lasting impression that makes you think, "Wow, this is a really special game," and and that's why I think it gets included in a lot of the conversations for greatest games of all times. Now, how much of that is nostalgia? I don't know because the reality is, I played this game after the fact. I played this game. When the Dreamcast was out, so I I enjoyed this game back you know in tw- two thousand one. So by that point, it, it still left a lasting impression. And look, I mean, I do think that I, I hate to say it because everyone brings it up, but the music is such a huge part of this yep. game. Uh, and Yusuke Koshiro and Motohiro Kawashima just did such a splendid job. I mean, they they really refined the the house sound that was built up in the first game and just kicked it up um and some tracks were oppressive some tracks were jamming but one of the things that you could see from this game is that one it brought out something from the sega genesis that we didn't think was possible it made it made that fm sound chip absolutely sing you know juzo was just a fucking genius with that fm sound chip and you know, you could take any of these tracks and play them outside of the game and you would still be bopping your head. 
Um, and in fact, Yusu and Motohiro, they actually had a tour, you know, where they played this music in clubs. And if you just see how people reacted to the music from Streets of Rage 2, you realize, wow, this game actually did something that just captured an essence of the 90s that was never going to be repeated. So I think that the legacy stands strong, man. I, I really do think that this game has a legacy that some games like Raging Justice um, and The Takeover and whatever other, I mean, Fighting Rage or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays, there are so many different games that basically it's like, well, it's Streets of Rage 2. You know, it's, it's a pale imitator, but none of them, none of them has been able to capture it except for Streets of Rage 4, which, again, it's done great, you know, and Streets of Rage 4 has been very well received. Right. So both of the series, I would say, are healthy. You know, the new Wolfenstein games are absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing. They're done by Machine Head Games, which is a, a, an offspring of Sarbri Studios. They're absolutely amazing. I, I would say go play them. They're great. Um, and Streets of Rage 4, you know, without a doubt, you know, when you look at it objectively, it's one of the best beat-em-ups of all time. Um, and so they both have a very strong, uh, you know, spiritual continuation, in a way. Um, so I would say, because of everything that I have said before, which is very long-winded, and I'm sorry, I won't go into another band analogy again, but I give it to Streets of Rage 2. Um, so, all to break a tie, you know, and not give the whole... Not, not break a tie, but to not give a unanimous sweep to, to Wolfenstein. But I do... I do believe in my heart of hearts that the Streets of Rage 2 has a greater legacy okay. than Wolfenstein 3D. Fair. All right, so that means that we go into the last criteria. What game would we rather play if we had our choice now in this year, 2022, after everything we have seen and all the trauma we have experienced? Which one would we go home and say, I want to play this game? So, Toby, let's start with you now. Well, I... I'm not a huge first-person shooter fan. I've, I've already said that. I do like some stuff. I, I'm not like just a complete snob and eh, first-person shooter. I Goob's kind of said it. The graphics on on Wolfenstein look very Roblox-ish, Minecraft-ish. Oof. I know, I know. We're gonna, they're gonna, everyone's gonna hate us for this. Uh, but yeah, I, I just. The, the, a lot of the levels look the same. A lot of the enemies look the same. It doesn't look terrible. Like, I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just saying, like, there's games that are currently out right now that you can do a lot more in. Um, I think th- as a as for someone that's a, ca- a casual gamer that maybe not be as uh, really knee-deep into the retro gaming as, as we are, I feel like I would much rather play... Streets of Rage 2, just because there's different levels, there's different characters you can play as, you can play multiplayer. It's something I can get my my 13-year-old kid and say, hey, play this game with me for a few minutes. And you don't have to, like, dump a whole bunch of time into it. And even if you want to dump a whole bunch of time into it and beat it, you're only going to play it for, like, what, an hour and a half, maybe? It, that is if you're good yeah. at it, you know, <laughs> with whoever you're playing with. Uh, I think just as a casual experience... Um, which, you know, you have a long day at work or you don't have... As an adult, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to p- pump four or five hours into Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, so that's another thing. Like, just the convenience of, like, yeah, I could I can play Streets of Rage 2 and beat it in about an hour and a half, two hours. So, I mean, I just... I think uh, 
look, the the graphics on Streets of Rage two can you could argue that they're a little muddied together, uh, just because they're the sprites are smaller. They're not they're not big chunky sprites like you might get on Final Fight or some of the other uh, beat 'em ups. So you could you can complain about that a little bit, but there's a lot of color. There's a lot of scenery. There's different enemies, even though they get palette swaps. There's different enemies. Yeah, Streets of Rage two. Come on, you knew it. So you that- knew it. <laughs> oh boy, we're gonna get so much hate. We for are, this. but, uh, but the, I feel like we're making valid points for everything, and we're not complete. Oh, we're yeah. not completely shitting on one game or the other. It's just. Well, you put the games side by side, you're gonna go to one yeah, towards the yeah. other, like yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally hear you. So that that means that that Streets of Rage Two gets a point from Toby. Um, for a change of face, let me go over it now. Let me let me say what I would rather play. With Streets of Rage 2, like I've said it, um, it offers a lot of replayability. It's a game that the mechanics of it, I would dare say, are pretty timeless. Uh, It doesn't take a lot to explain to anybody how to play Streets of Rage 2. In fact, you give them a controller in hand, and they will start playing. If at the very least, they will start punching. Um, And that low cost of entry is extremely appealing. And beyond that low cost of entry... One of the things you you come at it, you know, from the I want to play a beat 'em up side, but what makes you stay is I want to see this thing to completion because I want to see what's next. I want to see what the next level is. I want to see what the next song is. I want to steep in this mood because that's the way I see it. Streets of Rage has a mood. It has an ambiance. And when you get into it, it's like you went to your favorite club. Not that I go to clubs very often anymore, but <laughs> but it's like, oh boy, they're playing my jam. They're absolutely playing my jam. And and you get into it, and you're like, just like the first time, like Madonna. Whereas with Wolfenstein 3D, it is quite the opposite. The barrier of entry is very high. So it's an MS-DOS game. And as an MS-DOS game, you have to play it on DOSBox. And you have to do a little bit of technical tweaks here and there in order to get it to run correctly and, and the like. And then what you get for that effort is a game that fucking sucks. I hate to say it. It's, it's a demo. It's basically a demo scene game. It's the bones of what would eventually become the first-person shooter genre. But it's not necessarily a fun game. It's basically you walk around, you go around, and you don't know where the fuck you're going because everything looks the same. And it's extremely difficult, and you get shot, and there are hit-scanning enemies, and the weapons are not great. And by the way, the music makes your ears hurt. So... Oh, and then hear it... Constantly. (laughs) Constantly. So all you get for that pain and for that effort to get it running is a game that, unfortunately, I hate to say it, it's just not very good. Um, So would I want to play Wolfenstein? No, no. I think it's borderline unplayable. I think that, yes, you could play it, but you'd be subjecting yourself to pain for playing it. Um, Whereas with Streets of Rage 2, I don't get any of those negative feelings. I feel like Streets of Rage 2, I'm going to enjoy it just the same as I did the first time. I'm going to start playing it. I'm going to play it with my brother. I'm going to play it with my friend. I'm going to play it with Toby. I'm going to play it with Goops. And I'm still going to have just a good time as I had the first time. Oh, you time. can play with us. It has an age. You can play with yourself, age. too. <laughs> I'll go to Texas. I'll go to Quebec. I'll go wherever just to play Streets of Rage Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to Quebec here. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are. Uh, you know, but I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to dox you. I'm not going to dox you like that, uh, Goops. Uh, <laughs> 
Anyways, <laughs> if if you couldn't tell, I'm going with with Streets of Rage two. Um, that's the game I would rather play because I would actually not want to blow my brains out from playing it. Um, so <laughs> I I just exposed myself. Uh, anyways, Goobs, what do you say? More of us. Let's break out that shovel, boys. Let's get the f- <laughs> the fuel pyre going. Cause, uh... Should we should we put old Yeller out of its misery? <laughs> That's definitely what's happening here. <laughs> but go this for it, game, uh, Yeah, like I said before, it's it's a fucking screensaver. <laughs> this is exactly what this looks like. You're just going through, but instead of happy faces, there's fucking Nazis everywhere. And uh, yes, it's great to kill a Nazi because what well, that's what video games taught us to do. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> go and just shoot people. It doesn't matter what it is. Just shoot people. But it's just. I don't know, this game is, yeah, like you said, it's just fucking trash. <laughs> Streets of Rage 2, you can go back and play that, you can play that with anyone, like Toby said, you can play that with your 13-year-old, I have an 11-year-old, you can play that with them, you can play that with a, a wonderful wife, Jenny Bean, shout-outs to her. <laughs> Gotta get <laughs> yes, it in every do. episode. <laughs> I love it. I'm a you family play, man, uh, so I like yeah, it. Yeah, with absolutely everyone, you can hand them a controller, like you said, Ozzy, and like they'll figure it out right away. Instead of, like, handing someone a keyboard and they're like, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> I'm pushing AS whatever the fuck. Like, you can tell I'm a computer gamer when I say that. <laughs> AS whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, Streets of Rage 2, hands down, man. Like, before I said the fart noises when you're talking about the music, because, like, we joke about... Uh, Sega Genesis having this special little noise there. It sounds like a precise, like like a fart. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and that's why we love Sega Genesis music for that specific reason. But yeah, hands down, the better game. Like if you were locked in a room and uh, you had to choose life or death and <laughs> Streets of Rage 2 was there, you're going for Streets of Rage 2. I love it. And if you look at the profile picture for BJ Blaskowitz right now, it's extremely bloodied. Um, it can barely open its eyes. It's just blood streaming down its its mouth um, because it's just suffered a very, very brutal beating um, <laughs> from this uh, brutal tag team that we did not absolutely coordinate on. This was completely unplanned. Uh, no, Chris knew what he was doing, like I said. <laughs> I think he did. When he put us together. I think, he knew what I, was happening. I think he did. I think he did. But at the very least, he he had, death squad. at least he had the good dignity of not putting himself here to stack the deck. But it just so happened on plan. But anyways, that means that Streets of Rage took three out of one, you know, of the criteria. But that doesn't mean that it's one yet. But come on, guys, <laughs> let's let's <laughs> let's finish this out <laughs> because we gotta finish it out. Um, I'm gonna go first as your esteemed host. I am gonna go first. Um, if you were just listening um, and you didn't tune out uh, during my profoundly laced. Uh, moment that I had just there. Um, I tend to like Streets of Rage 2. I don't tend to have a very strong opinion of Wolfenstein 3D in terms of what I like to play in this day and age. However, I am taking an entire retrospective look at everything and also taking into account what happened contemporaneously. But if you weren't able to tell, I voted Streets of Rage in every single criteria. And there's a reason for that. Again, Wolfenstein 3D is your 55-year-old biology teacher in middle school that played a very nice song that was quickly overshadowed by the guitar as a song. Um, and I think Wolfenstein 3D needs to go back to middle school. Um, it needs to go back to playing in, in the pubs that it plays. <laughs> um, and uh, I think Streets of Rage 2 is still hip. 
I still think that, you know, the kids still look to it as, you know, an element of style. So, look, I think it's timeless. I think Streets of Rage 2 is one of those games that has really been an inspiration to many developers nowadays. I think it's cross-boundaries. I think it's cross-countries. I think you see people from different countries use Streets of Rage as a model for a beat-em-up because they have such strong memories of it. Um, and to my mind, it has an age today. I think that there are things that, you know, in terms of the graphics, you could definitely, you know, decide to, you know, say, look, Final Fight, I like the style better or whatever. But I still think that when you look at it as a package as a whole, Streets of Rage 2 has aged great. Um, and if I am going to give a game for my daughter to play when she's age appropriate, it's going to be Streets of Rage 2. It's not going to be Wolfenstein 3D because I don't hate my daughter. I like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I don't want to just completely dissuade her from ever playing video games ever again. And that's something that I'm going to get with Streets of Rage 2. And by the way, as we have been having this conversation, I just remembered that one of our dear friends on the Discord in the Retro Hangover podcast, Ray Ray, he's been playing Streets of Rage 2 with his six-year-old niece. And his six-year-old niece is saying, I want to play Streets of Rage 2. So this game, Streets of Rage 2, is six-year-old girl approved. <laughs> so I will say... That's why I'm going to give the North Streets of Rage 2 to advance in this tournament. So, Goobs, what do you say? Streets of Rage 2 is fucking timeless. That's what we're saying right here with a, a six-year-old niece wanting to play. Fuck, man. <laughs> there we go. That's enough uh, credential right there. Even your six-year-old niece can play it. There's no better tagline on the back of the box than that. So... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I personally own, like, a hat. Like, every time I wear my Streets of Rage 2 hat... Everyone fucking like, oh man, Streets of Rage, I remember that shit. If I wore a Wolfenstein hat, I don't think I would get as much uh, love. So, uh, yeah, we've already talked about this game through and through. I don't think there's anything else to say here, boys. Let's fucking just dig a grave. Kick uh, Wolfenstein into Streets of Rage 2 moves on, in my opinion. All right, well, that means that it moves on, but Toby, give us the coup de gras. Look, Streets of Rage 2, it's a beautiful game. It, like you said, it is the more hip of the two games. It's the it's the one. It's it may have peaked, like I said, out of the series, but it's it's that one hit wonder that's better than the the fifty other songs that Wolfenstein has written since it you know since Wolfenstein three D. So I'd rather listen to that one hit wonder all day and. Uh, I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep this stupid band analogy going and we'll let it die. Uh, yeah, Streets of Rage, come on. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, like if you put these two games together, like if you showed someone who doesn't know anything about video games, if you showed them both games, they're more than likely going to go towards Streets of Rage. And if you ask them if they were released in the same year, prob- people are going to probably say no. Because <laughs> just how graphically unpleasing Wolfenstein is to look at. Well, you know, I mean, back of the box quote, it's basically Roblox, or Roblox looks better, uh, yes. according to Goobs. Listen, I mean, king of games, we didn't bring you the, the dick jokes, but we did bring you the ban analogy, so I hope you will forgive us um, for not bringing you more dick jokes instead of ban analogies. <laughs> uh, but I think, uh, look. Dick jokes know, come out of premium, man. Wolfenstein 3D, uh, <laughs> it wanted to have one last day in the sun. Unfortunately, it uh, overdosed on uh, prescription narcotics, and uh, it went out to pasture. They did an autopsy, didn't look good, um, and yeah, it turns out that it had a back surgery and uh, became addicted to uh, pain pills. So, um, 
it's now uh, <laughs> it's now dead. So uh, let's wish it goodbye. I think that uh, you know we gave it its fair shake in a way, uh, even if that fair shake is this game sucks. I mean, Toby uh, <laughs> pretty much just gave it pity points. Um, I I think this might be one of the more controversial episodes if you are a Wolfenstein fan because you're gonna wonder. How the hell did the three of them uh, manage to get on that episode, and why did they did they do that? In uh, fairness, but look, in I, fairness, Goobs and I did try uh, to to take a few swings for Wolfenstein. We we tried, we tried. I know, I I hear you, and I I appreciated it, but still, it means Wolfenstein is dead. <laughs> it's dead. Dead is dead. It's deceased. It has ceased to exist. Go. Um. So Wolfenstein 3D. Thank you for your contribution. I didn't vote for you, but I still try to give you a shake. And uh, here we are. Streets of Rage 2 advances to take on the next game. Yeah, so, you shake it three times to play with yourself. <laughs> what's the next game? Goops, you know it. Super Mario Kart. So Streets of Rage 2, it had a good time, but maybe it's not going to have as great a time going up against the big, bad Mario. Um, so, oh, shit. Let's see. Let's see where we go, guys. But uh, yeah, that's been your match. Uh, guys, uh, you're both on the same podcast. So uh, what can you plug? What uh, What do you want to plug? Why are you here? Who are you? Uh, who have I been talking to for the last hour? <laughs> we both suddenly forget who we are. Let me take it, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? <laughs> well, all right. We, Toby, we, give it to we us. We do a, a little retro video game review podcast. We usually go over one game per episode. We go over the history of the story, the gameplay, some fun facts, and then what do we do, Goobs? We go right into the rage meter. Like, do you want to grab Wolfenstein and shove a straight up your ass and you pull it out your urethra and just bleed blood everywhere? Yikes. So, yeah. Yikes. We, we do a rage meter, and then we do an overall 1 to 10 rating because we're just some uh, simple, simple boys, right? Simple fat boys. boys. <laughs> Everyone... Everyone likes a scale, uh, and whoever tells you otherwise, they're just trying to be hipsters. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, you can go catch us at Secret Levels Podcast. We have some social media. We have Instagram and Twitter at Secret Levels Pod. Uh, if you want just an, a real easy one-stop shop for everything that Goobs and I do, we have other podcasts that we've done. Let's in- go to BadSecretMedia.com. That is BadSecretMedia.com. That's right, baby. Got it, got it. And look, guys, I have nothing to plug because I don't have a podcaster citizenship anymore. I, I don't have anything else anymore. In fact, Chris got me out of my retirement home. I was very pleased in my rocking chair. And he said, look, man, I need you. Uh, and so that's how you he found me put here. Sweet Rage 2-3, uh, man. So, yeah, he needed to stack the decks. And so he put me on this episode. So, um, you know, I don't have anything to plug. But I do have the Retro Hangovers podcast. I, uh, I want you guys to uh, not only keep listening, but I also want you guys to join the Discord. We, uh, they have a very good community there. Uh, you're going to see me participating there, and you're going to you know, see some of the pickups that I have here and there to uh, indulge in my very, very crippling uh, video game collecting habit. Um, it's gotten bad. Uh, please, someone help me. <laughs> um, and uh, we're always having good talks. They have streams over on Sundays, and uh, they just, you know, they have merchandise. You can get the Gorpcore t-shirt, which is awesome. And uh, you get to enjoy, um, you know, more uh, projects like this one, which uh, started out on Region Free Gamers, and then uh, Chris decided to, uh, you know, carry on the legacy, and Shane happily conceded. And uh, here we are. Uh, but they're great guys. Continue listening to them, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't need to tell you anymore because you're already listening to this. So um, 
yeah, um, I definitely go listen to them. If you want to give them money, give them money. They have a Patreon. I give them money. They they you know they take money from my bank account every month. Haven't regretted it ever since. So uh, definitely. Uh, so that's a very long winded way since I never plugged them before uh, of saying support the Retro Hangover podcast, support your local podcasters, and in this case, support your local Retro Hangover podcast. Um, so with that said, this was a pleasure. Coops, Toby, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk with you both. And uh, yeah, I, I hope that Wolfenstein uh, took it in stride. Um, sorry, sorry, Wolfenstein. Sorry, BJ. Sorry. Um, it was, it was a. Uh, we're sorry. That's all we gotta <laughs> say. But uh, see you guys on the next round uh, of the King of Games '92. See ya. As we finish the shows in our podcast, game over, folks. <laughs>